Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are you? Hope you're doing well. I'm recording live from Florida, 30A, the Panhandle, the Hamptons of the South. That's right, Seaside, Florida. Down here on a little girl's trip. One of my best friends, Jenny, she's got a house down here. So we are kicking back and kicking up a little dust on the beach. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That is not a hurricane reference. I just mean in general, we are having a little fun in Florida. All right, we're going to get into it. Y'all, I had a kajillion fucking voicemails this past weekend. Y'all have, I mean, the hotline was lit. It was lit all weekend, and we're really going to hit the hotline hard. As always, you can call into the absolutely not line, 800-213-7503. I'm thrilled to get to your voicemails, but also I know you need a little update on my life. Officially became a homeowner over the weekend, did not buy a house in Atlanta, If you don't know this, if you're new to my life, to the podcast, to, you know, Heather 911 in general, I live with my mother in Atlanta. So technically, she owns the home (laughs) and the purse strings. But um, Jeff and I bought our first home in Mississippi. Now I know you're panicking, sweating, don't understand. Heather, why? How? Are you moving? Are you not going to live with Robin? Relax. Let me break down the information. My old alma mater is the University of Mississippi. If you've never been to Oxford, Mississippi, it's the greatest town in the Southeast, okay? The SEC, if you will. It's a great little spot. And we always knew we wanted to get a house there that we could rent out for game days and kind of create this social experiment. And it's going to be the Heather Hype House, all right? We bought this house because we love going down to Oxford. It's one of our favorite places. And so we just wanted to have a place to ourselves And now we're going to trick out this house, all right? We are going to make it the full Heather McMahon experience. And as self-indulgent, as narcissistic as that sounds, you know you want it. So shut the fuck up and quit rolling your eyes, Linda. You know you want this. I'm talking cheetah print room, you know, concierge service. You pull up for a game day weekend. It's Auburn Ole Miss weekend. You got a driver. The fridge is stocked with pimento cheese and rosé. You've got every restaurant reservation in town that you want. 
I've got your wristbands to get to the library sports bar. Oh, you didn't want to drive all weekend? I got you a driver. His name's Richard and he drinks a little. Do you know what I mean? We're going to trick it out. I wanted a, a little safe haven, a little creative Southern workshop where I could hang out. I mean, it's not a, this place is a three bed, three and a half bath, fucking brand new beauty, chef's kiss. We're going to trick it out. So if you've ever wanted to come down to Oxford, you need a little uh, retreat, or if you're coming for a game weekend, this baby's going to be up and ready, ready to go for this football season to get excited. But a lot of folks were like, why'd she, why'd she buy a place in Mississippi? Because I'm going to tell you this. Now, there's only one really nice area of Mississippi, and it's Oxford, okay? And, and, and I would say that to anybody who's from Mississippi, you'd say it to their face. I would. And they'd probably go, yeah, you're right. You know, I've said this before. Everybody from Jackson acts like they're living in Capri. It's not. It's Jackson. You have a Whole Foods. Congratulations. But Oxford's this great little art, artist retreat with culture and great restaurants. And it's just a vibe. I mean, they still have, you know, their things too. But it's just this magical little place. It's a bubble. It's perfection. And then you leave the bubble and you're like, yeah, I'm okay. So I just love it. Oxford brings me joy. I brought my Yankee husband down there. He freaking loved it. So we're excited. I'm going to be doing some major home decorating. It's fun. It's my own little spot. Also going to be expanding the Absolutely Not Production office. I'm looking with Amy Mallon, realtor extraordinaire, my favorite realtor in Atlanta. She's helping me find an office space. Guys, we're expanding. We're growing. I'm going to try and get a video element. I'm trying to build out a spot so we can, you know, live record this shit, put it up on the interwebs. You can see my face. I understand. I'm eight steps behind the rest of these fucks, but I got the numbers. I got the numbers. Y'all are dialed in. Y'all are calling in, listening in. But you want to see my face? Fine, Linda. I'll show it to you. But when I record these, they will be raw, real, and unregulated. <laughs> you bet your ass. Anyways, I'm on a high today. I'm in Florida, one of my favorite places. Just just the panhandle. The rest of Florida, again, too, could, could work some things out. But I'm on 30A. I'm, I'm thriving on the panhandle. I'm holding that, that hot pan full of Teflon and bacon grease of life. You know what I mean? But I'm on a high because I realize life is short. Life is fleeting. And I, and I don't think I've ever really, truly taken anything for granted. But I'm really trying to live in the now and stay present. I almost died on my way home from Oxford, Mississippi. I'm going to go into my life-changing, near-fatal car accident. It ended up not even being an accident. We're fine. But um, definitely had my life flash before my eyes on Friday afternoon at 5.30. Now, if you've ever driven in Atlanta, listen, I'm not going to get into the semantics of traffic, okay? But you know how it is. It's a fucking clusterfuck. It's like driving in LA, New York, anywhere. Atlanta's a wild place to drive. And it wasn't the fault of any other drivers around me. It was literally... My tire didn't blow. It was just the outside tread just stripped. It almost felt like something hit my tire. I don't know what happened, but all I know is I'm driving, okay? And Jeff and Tina had driven the car, and then I was like, ah, it's the last hour. I'll drive. I don't love to drive. I think I'm a decent driver, but I don't love to drive. It's, you know, some people love to drive. They always want to be behind the wheel. I don't. I, if you need me to drive, I will but I don't love it. It's not a control thing for me. I don't feel safer if I'm behind the wheel. Now, knock on wood, 
you know, I'm at 10 and two. I'm not on my phone. I don't text and drive. I don't fuck with that. I am a safe, you know, to the point where Jeff sometimes says you're going 35 and a 65. Now we're actually in the danger zone because you're not driving fast enough. I had just merged from a 75 on a 285 and something either hit the outside of the tread of my tire, but basically the outside lining of my tire just exploded. So the whole tire didn't blow, but the outside tread just started shredding off. So I'm in my Audi and it has a pre-sense. I mean, all these cars now have this thing where like, if you get hit by something, it'll kind of slam on the brakes, right? So it, it senses the tire has been hit, something is wrong and my car just starts shaking. Now, sometimes it'll do that to like wake you up, but it basically locked on me. So I'm going 65 miles an hour on the highway. It starts shaking. I try and regain control of the car. It starts fishtailing. Now I am not putting on the brakes and my husband is in the backseat. He's screaming like, you know, get control of the car. (laughs) I am getting control of the car and I am, but I'm swerving uh, amongst three lanes of traffic. Thank God for truly my hand to God, there were no other cars around us. It is 5.30 on a fucking Friday driving in Atlanta, Georgia. Nobody was around us. We were able to get off, but it was fucking terrifying. You know what pisses me off the most? I was listening to a shitty podcast. I'm not even going to promote the podcast because I don't, it wasn't on Dear Media. So that's all you need to know. But it was a shitty podcast about this like, fad diet. And this other woman was suing another woman who was on the diet. So I was already pissed that in the moment that I could have crashed, I mean, I thought the car was going to flip. I literally thought I was going to lose control of the vehicle. I, for a split second thought, this is how I'm going to die. This is how I'm going to go. Literally at 10 and two, safety first, both hands at 10 and two on the wheel, listening to a podcast for the last two hours that I've said multiple times, this podcast is shit. Why am I listening to it about a diet fad? It's not like I was cruising down the highway with the blunt hanging out of my mouth, listening to the Yin Yang twins. You're telling me that my hands are locked and loaded. I might as well have had fucking driving gloves on. I was a professional chauffeur. I needed a Kangol hat and driving gloves. That's how dialed in and paying attention I was. I said, if I die, listening to a fucking podcast about a fad diet. I will end it myself. If the car flips and I go into a medically induced coma, I will literally reach out of my gown, out of my medical gown and pull the plug on myself because that's a shitty way to go. If you're trying to run your Shempire, you know that you need Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one tool to run anything you need to have an online presence. I friggin' love, love, love Squarespace. I built all my websites with them. They're friggin' awesome. I mean, here's the thing. If you want to have any sort of online presence, whether it's a store, marketing tools, analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to help you build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I think Squarespace is an absolute no-brainer. They have blogging tools. You can collect donations. They have social sharing, analytics. They can run your email campaigns. All of it, all of it's right there. It doesn't get easier than this. That's why I freaking love Squarespace. It's just a no-brainer. Truly, like you can connect your social media so that you can run your TikTok, your podcast, all that shit so it is right 
there. One of the things I love is basically to sell anything. They have all the e-commerce tools that you could ever need. Okay. And it just, it's easy to get your business off the ground, including inventory management, a simple checkout process and secure payments. It's all there. So head to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's go to squarespace.com slash absolutely for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code absolutely to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash absolutely. We may be well into August, but we all know that this is the hottest fucking month of the year, okay? And I don't know about you, but I can't mess around with night sweats. I'm holding on to every little ounce, moment, memory of sleep I can keep every night. And you know what? Because summer is in full swing and the temperatures are rising, lucky for us, Brooklinen is here to keep you cool and living in comfort at home and on the go with their best-selling bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Brooklinen is home of the internet's favorite sheets and they were created by a husband-wife duo to provide customers with hotel-level essentials at, I'd say, a very, very affordable price. They cut out the middleman, okay? So you're getting incredible luxury products without the markup. And I'm freaking obsessed with them. Right now, they have their breathable classic sheets and you can replace your heavy winter bedding with their lightweight comforters for the ultimate breezy light as a cloud feel. I freaking love, I changed all my sheets to Brooklyn and sheets in the house. It's chef's kiss, truly one of the best sleeping experiences I've ever had. And now for a limited time, Brooklyn is offering free pillowcases with your purchase. And if you miss out, you can use promo code absolutely not anytime for $20 off and free shipping on your order of $100 or more at brooklinen.com. So again, you get free shipping on your order of 100 bucks or more at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code absolutely not. Head to brooklinen.com for a free pillowcase today. We were fine. I know I'm making this more dramatic than it was, but I was shooketh. I mean, the car fishtailed. I thought we were about to flip. I really did. Thank God Christina was my wing woman in the right-hand seat. She was like, you can get over. You can get over. And I'm just trying to like gain control of the car. We got to the shoulder. Jeff's like, let me drive. Let me fucking drive. And I'm like, no, you're not getting out on the shoulder of the highway. That's how everybody dies. You get clipped by somebody who's not paying attention, who's not at 10 and do listening to a podcast about a diet fad. So we pulled over. I don't know what the fuck happened. But my husband took my car in today. The other tire was stripped too. I think I had faulty tires. And all I'm saying is, could we get litigious? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not the kind of gal to do that, but I'm just saying, all I know is I'm reflecting a lot on what's important, okay? When you're fishtailing going 65, you, you have a minute. You have a minute to say, thank God we were okay. Thank God we didn't hit anybody else. Thank God we didn't flip. Thank God we were able to get off the highway. Thank God we made it home. Minimal damage. Nothing that Audi can't give me two new tires, fix the alignment, but figure out what happened. Thank God we were in a safe car. But I did. I had a, oh, fuck, this is it. There she blows. And I just sit in the back seat on the way home. The tire was stripped, but we were able to take back roads to get back to my house. I mean, they always say, too, that shit like this happens. You always get a, a ticket three miles from your house. You always get in an accident. 
two miles from your house. It's never in the middle of nowhere. It's when it hits close to home. And I'm in the back seat just trying to calm myself down. And then Jeff, of course, God bless him. He's like, so what's the lesson we learned in a situation where the car fish tails, we never slam on the brakes. And I'm like, Jeff, my foot was not on the brake. The car started locking up. So I was trying to overcorrect. I mean, it was, but I did a good job. I would like to pat myself on the back. I blacked out, but I was focused. And Jeff did say, you're good in a panic situation, which I have always said that I'm good in a panic situation. But I've had many friends who have corrected me and said, Heather, you're not great in a panic situation. You think you are, but you're not. And to them, I say, fuck off. But we made it. I had to come home, drink a bottle of wine and watch the new Buzz Lightyear. And if you know me, I don't, I don't mess around with kids' movies. I wasn't a Disney kid. Fuck, I barely tuned into Nickelodeon. I was more of a Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake kind of gal. You know, at three and a half, I wanted to watch Days of Our Lives, but I watched that new Buzz Lightyear, it slaps. I needed to watch something lighthearted, cute. So Jeff, Christine, and I, because we'd all been through such an intense collective trauma of possibly flipping on 285, we got drunk on wine and watched Buzz Lightyear. And I'd be honest with you, it was like a warm cocoon. It was like, you know, your childhood coming in and wrapping its arms around you and saying, you're okay. To infinity and beyond. But you're not going there yet because you're not dead. And that's important. But I'll tell you what, I had a minute, I said my prayers, I said, thank you God for letting us be okay. But I, I've had a new new lease on life, if you will. What's important to me? Fabulous cuisine. I love a tasting menu. I like cool plaster furniture. (laughs) You know what I mean? I love my dog. Obviously, I love my family. That's a given. My friends and family. Like, those are the things you're supposed to say. But I also had a little bit of a materialistic moment where I was like, I'd like to buy some cooler furniture. (laughs) I called my interior designer, Jared Hughes, and I said, Jared, we're ordering the table I can't afford. You want to know why? Because I almost died on the highway and I realized life is short. Get the Italian marble. What are you going to do? Take it with you. You can't. You want to know why? It's too heavy. Oh, yeah. If you purchase a Carrera marble table, you're done. It's too heavy to move. Plaster, it's heavy. So, yes, did it make me think, I want children. I want to expand my family. No, it made me think, no, let's get the velvet couch. I know Rigatoni's going to throw up on it at some point, but eh, whatever. We'll cover it with a nice cashmere blanket. It made me realize there's things I still need to buy in this world. So I don't know if you've ever been through anything harrowing before and how you come out of it on the other side, but I've realized I've got a lot of nice furniture to, to purchase. Might have to do a trip back to Italy to look at some marble. That's where I'm at emotionally. But I want to say something, and I genuinely mean this. No bullshit. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. I can't tell you how many times I was stopped while I was in Mississippi. And, you know, these girls would yell, tiramisu, bitch. And you guys tune into the podcast. And I've just got such great feedback from this. And I want you to know this is a highlight of my week. I'm sitting here in this beach house in Florida, looking at all the stoner paintings on the wall from my friend's dad. And he literally, I, I need you to know, This is like the coolest house ever, but my friend's dad's a big stoner and he has a, like a Sphinx cat painted on a wall on a mural that has lasers coming out of his eye, shooting into a marijuana leaf, into like a cosmic 
There's like a cosmic mushroom and black hole painted like it's over a beautiful bay window. And it's just like a very low key, but also not low key weed mural, drug mural in this house. And it's my fucking favorite. We've been coming to this house forever. And this is my happy place. Ray's on his way down. My friend Carolyn's coming. We're here with Jenny. This is her house and her fabulous fiance, Bess, is here and Tina's here. So we got the crew back together, but it's good. You know, it's, I will say, so nice. Like, I, I want to say I have the best fucking friends. And being around the people that I love, I just, I love them and I love you guys. And I love Italian furniture. So we're going to buy some. We're going to buy some more. But I hit the hotline this morning. I was having my coffee going through the hotline. You guys are fucking crazy. We've got a lot to get to. But um, I'm grateful for y'all who call in. I just just had a little aha wow moment. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you have those moments in your life. I mean, after my dad died, I had a whole new lease on life, full new perspective. Go guns blazing, balls to the wall. Life is short. You're thinking about doing it. Fucking do it because it can all go away like that. And if you're thinking about, hey, should I go to Restoration Hardware and just empty out my bank account? Yeah, probably you should. No one wants to come over to your house, Becky, because you have shitty furniture and you keep trying to, you know, plan a bunko game night at your house. No one wants to go. Your couch is uncomfortable. But maybe if you drained all your savings and got a nice restoration hardware cloud couch, we might stop by. That's what I learned about myself. I don't know what you've learned about yourself in a harrowing experience. Have you ever choked on, you know, a chicken nugget? Life flashes before your eyes and you're like, you know what? I am going to buy a speedboat. Why? Because if I was eating the chicken nugget on the speedboat, maybe the way velocity in the time-space continuum works, that chicken nugget would have just gone down my throat. Because if you think about how gravity works, you're going through time and space quickly, 40 miles an hour on a speedboat, the wind alone would have lodged that further down just into your esophagus and you would have digested and you would have choked. That's just how my brain's working. Buy that speedboat. Get that Italian furniture. Drain that bank account. Life is short. I've always been a big fan of like planning ahead, scheduling trips month in advance, plotting out my next career move, figuring out what I'm doing for dinner. I'm the person in my family who makes those decisions. Listen, but I never thought that much about planning kids. But when I did my modern fertility test about two years ago, I was shocked and in awe when I realized that my fertility was low. And if I ever thought about having kids, even if it's not tomorrow, I needed to get on it. And I need to go ahead and freeze my eggs and figure out what my AMH looked like, which is your anti-Mullerian hormone. I know I have a lot of female listeners. And even if you're a guy listener, this is a great gift to give to the person that you love. You know, you never know. They just don't teach us this growing up. There's not enough female education when it comes to female, specifically reproductive health, you don't know until it's too late. And this is why I love Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility is a way for you to just test your hormones, your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with the prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. They'll give you insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve. That's basically like, aka how many eggs do you have? And other important fertility factors. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $179 instead of hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. 
I got you now, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. You need to book a doctor's appointment. I got the easiest way to do it. Don't work harder, work smarter with ZocDoc. Okay, baby. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. If you're like me and you have a health ailment that flares up every three days, you're like, oh shit, I'm exhausted. I need to see an endocrinologist. Check the thyroid. Okay, I got a rash down there. I need to get to the gyno ASAP. All you do is go on ZocDoc's mobile app and it is so easy. It's as easy as like ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. What you do is I go on the app. I say, okay, I need a gynecologist. Type in gynecologist, my insurance, or if I'm uninsured, I type in where I'm at and I can literally see patient-reviewed doctors with just a few taps and then I can actually book the appointment in the app. So I don't have to then like look up the information and then call separately. It's all there in the app. I can literally say, oh, this gynecologist in Houston, Texas takes my insurance. They can see me on Tuesday. Fantastic. I booked the three o'clock appointment. It does not get easier than this. I love ZocDoc. They're amazing. Go to ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash absolutely and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash absolutely. ZocDoc.com slash absolutely. All right, we're going to get to the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. Let's hit it. Hi, Heather. It's Brooke from Charlotte. I have an absolutely not turned into an absolutely yes for you. So in talking about massage therapy and speaking with your therapist while you're getting a massage. My wife home from a 90 minute and told me that she promised her massage therapist that the two of us would cook a low country boil for the massage therapist's husband's 40th party. We don't know any of these people. Apparently while she was getting the massage, the therapist asked her if she liked to cook. And my wife was like, yeah. And the massage therapist said, well, we actually really need to cook for my husband's 40th birthday party this next weekend. And I guess my wife decided to volunteer her services. So at first I was a little weirded out and annoyed, but then I decided that. So he went to this birthday party. We match made up uniforms and cooked a low country boil for I think it was like 80 people and it ended up being so much fun and we ended up partying with them all night long they had a band we got drunk it was great have a good day I love this I love this more than anything on the planet now I know the voicemail was breaking up just a little bit but I got the message and the message was you hosted a lesbian low country boil you know what I love those. I'm in the low country right now. I'm with two lesbians. And you know what I'm going to ask them to do for me tonight? A low country boil. I think this is fantastic. Also, I love that your wife was just like, you know what? You know, she's getting her L4, getting the kinks worked out. She's like, what do you need? You need a low country boil for your husband's 40th birthday? Yeah, my wife and I, we'll, we'll do it. We've already got the red potatoes cut, the corn on the cobs shucked, the shrimps in. 
What else? What do you do in a low country boil? It's potatoes, corn, maybe some andouille sausage. You provide the shrimp. <laughs> we provide the lesbian low country boil. That's fantastic. See, this is what can happen. I talked about it on the podcast a week or two weeks ago. Yeah, I've had to learn how to shut the fuck up in a massage because if not, if I'm in a massage and you and I start chit-chatting, I'm giving you my kidney by the end. I'm a selfless person and I get bamboozled into volunteering my time and my organs, my vital organs, very easily. This also, though, is a testament to how A, amazing women are, but B, specifically lesbians. Do you know what I don't want? A heterosexual country boil. You think you want to go to a straight shrimp boil? <laughs> no. No, you absolutely don't want to go to that. If it was like a heterosexual couple running that show, you know, they're bickering. They are fucking bickering. Carol and Mark back there, she's like, God damn it, Mark. You didn't bring the old bay. How the fuck are we supposed to cook for these people that I just met in a massage? that I volunteered us for, how the fuck are we supposed to do this? You didn't, because you don't listen, Mark. You never have. You know what? I don't even like your mother, but she was right. You're selfish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's how the conversation goes. But two women, it would go like this. Babe, did you bring the gold Bay seasoning? Fuck, I didn't. I didn't bring it. Okay, okay, don't cry. Don't cry. We're going to figure this out together. You know what, though? I always have paprika in my purse. We just add a bunch of extra salt, paprika. They won't ever know. It's going to be so good. Babe, look at me. Look at me. You're perfect. Like, that's it. That's the kind of teamwork I want. Not fucking Carol and Mark in the corner over there discussing how much, you know, how tiny his dick is. She's like, well, maybe, Mark, if you hadn't taken hair pills for so long, you could still get it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody wants a husband-wife catering company. I don't think those have ever survived. If you own a catering company that you run with your spouse of the opposite sex, please call in and prove me wrong. I have never once. It's either run by women, two women, or two men. You know what I mean? I don't think there has ever been a heterosexual couple that has run a catering company that has not ended in divorce or murder. And Mark's always like, why is it got to be about the fact that I can't get a boner anymore? God damn it, Carol, you're the one who made me get on those pills. Because you said I was balding and I was unattractive and you didn't want to fuck me anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Meanwhile, they're in like someone's home. They're in like a three-bedroom condo setting up for a baby shower and everybody else is just like, you guys good? Yes, we're fantastic. The shrimp will be boiled in two and a half hours. We're just working out some things in your walk-in pantry. Dude, I love it. I'm so, I love that your wife, A, volunteered you guys and then B, you ended up having a great time. Because you know what lesbians have? A great time. <laughs> That's point blank, period. But I love it. Your wife comes home and she's like, so we're going to be catering this 40th birthday. We're doing a low country boil. I love that. Nothing brings me more joy than that. I'd also like to hire you and your wife to come do a party for me. That's fucking great. Bring the andouille sausage. Bring the shrimp. 
Although I got to be honest with you, I never eat the red potatoes. I eat the corn, but the red potatoes, eh, I either need it fried, baked, sour cream. The, the red potatoes in a boil, I never touch them. Does anybody ever go for the potatoes? They're just kind of there. And I love a potato. I don't know. Maybe we could throw in like a gnocchi or something with our boil because then I'd fuck it up. But I love that. I kind of do that to Jeff a little bit. I'll volunteer him for things. I'm like, Jeff, this is it. We are going to become ordained ministers and we're going to start doing baptisms for all of our friends' kids. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, yes. He's like, I'm Catholic. And I go, we know. So I, I just think this is fantastic. But this is what happens. If you're in a 90-minute massage and you don't shut the fuck up, you will end up signing up for the service. Next thing you know, you're, you're showing up for fucking boot camp. You're like, I didn't know I'd signed up for the military. And they're like, yeah. Had you only booked a 60-minute massage, we wouldn't have gotten to that deep of a level that you needed to serve your country, that you had some deep-rooted guilt that you have not served your country yet. But because we, it was like at the 70-minute mark, you start breaking down being like, both of my grandparents served and I just feel like a piece of shit that I haven't given back to my country. And then the massage therapist is like, well, just so you know, like my husband is a recruiter for the war. Are you ready? And you're like, I guess. And then the next thing you know, you're getting shipped off to, to boot camp. You know, I'm just saying that's why it's a dangerous massages past 60 minutes are dangerous. You're saying too much. You're admitting to too much. You know, it's a lot. Stay at 60. But the silver lining is had your wife done a 60 minute massage, you wouldn't have had a great fucking time throwing a 40th birthday, lesbian, low country boil. And all I'm going to say is God works in mysterious ways. You know, not to bring it back to me, but to bring it back to me, I almost died. And here I am having a new lease on life, buying Italian marble furniture. Hindsight's always 2020. Never really understood what that meant, but you get what I'm saying. Look at how God works. This episode is sponsored by FX's Little Demon. From Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty and the brand that brought you Archer, comes the newest animated comedy series about Satan's teenage daughter, Chrissy. Chrissy finds out that her father, voiced by Danny DeVito, is Satan, and she is actually the Antichrist. Aubrey Plaza voices his human ex trying to raise their teenage daughter who is coming in to her demonic powers. FX's Little Demon premieres August 25th on FXX. Stream on Hulu. Hey, Heather. It's Megan from Indianapolis. I just want to say absolutely not to going bridal dress shopping and being a curvy girl and getting stuck next to a family and a bride who's a size four and every dress she tries on is perfect and it fits and they're all giddy and they're all cheering. And meanwhile, I'm in the dressing room being asked to wiggle into my dress being told that they don't have a larger size in the store, so my hips can't fit in it. It's so depressing. I just, I couldn't. Also want to say absolutely yes, because I did end up finding the dress. And when I looked up the designer online, I saw that it was Waters and you had also gotten your gown from them. So absolutely yes to that. The day ended well. Absolutely not to skinny brides. Okay, thank you. Bye. Sister friend, I hear you hard on this. You know, and I touched on this before, but it is such a 
bullshit experience. If I would say if you're bigger than a size six, trying on wedding dresses. And it's really archaic to me, the process, the fact that they haven't changed how the bridal shopping experience runs is really wild. One, they usually only give you a fucking hour, okay? If you go to some of these bridal shops, they're like, you have an hour, that's it. Now, I understand that they don't want you sitting there just playing fucking dress up all day long, but you're trying to get a dress for the what could possibly be one of the biggest days of your life. You know what I mean? They rush you through the process. And then if you're a big girl, if you're bigger than a size eight, now I've said this before, so if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, but for all my future brides out there, whatever size you are, say you're a size 10, in bridal wear, you're like a 20. It always doubles. It's bullshit. So the first time I went in to try on dresses before I teamed up with my folks over at Waters, who I love and adore, and I am so excited to hear that you're a Waters bride because they are fucking fantastic. I can't say enough wonderful things about the team at Waters, about the quality of the dresses, just everything about them. They're, they're size inclusive. I love their designs. I love everything they do. But if you're at another shop, it's a harrowing experience. So you go in there and you're like, hey, I'm in size 10. They're like, okay, hey, Nichelle, pull the size 40s. We're going to need size 40 in the back. And you're like, excuse me? And I know that, you know, don't look at the size, but that's still going to fuck with you a little bit. I don't care. I'm a 35-year-old woman. I love that everyone's body positive now, but I, I grew up in the generation where you were shamed every day. You looked in the mirror and you're like, look at me, bitch. It's baked lays today or nothing. I love a sour cream and cheddar baked lay, though. You and I both know it. It's fucking delicious. Anyways, so say you're, okay, size 10, down the middle, easy breezy, Okay. You're a size 10. They're going to go, all right, well, we'll bring a couple dresses in, but we're, they, they basically hold you into the dress, speaking of a baked lay, with the chip clip. They get these industrial size chip clips and they're like, imagine what the dress could look like. It's a size four. It barely gets over your hips. And they're like, so if we could just clip it here. Can you imagine? Just clip it. You're like, I don't know what this fucking looks like. This hasn't even gotten over my, a quarter of my calf. no. Why are you bringing chip clips into this? Oh, forget it. They usually just say like, imagine what it would look like. You're like, it's still on the hanger. It's not even around my, sh you couldn't even drape it over my shoulders like a, like a mink shawl. So I could feel regal, like an aristocrat or a Vanderbilt or a Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? It is so terrible. And then you know, your curvy, curvy girl. And they're like, okay, so we only have two dresses and a size 93. And it's just, a, it's just a bed sheet. And they bring it out and they're like, so we heard somebody was doing a Cleopatra themed wedding. Toga time. And you're like, these people are fucking with me right now. Surely they are fucking with me. And they just bring out a drop cloth and they wrap it around. They're like, so imagine they bring out these giant chip clips that actually say lays on the side. And you're like, should I just fucking kill myself? And then they get 10 women to chip clip you in. And they're like, so imagine, okay, we know that you're wearing a, a giant tablecloth right now, but imagine, just imagine. And you're like, this is not a thing. This is not a fucking thing. And I hate everyone in this shop right now. I hate you all. I hope that all of your families have major health issues. That's how I feel. That's how much I'm burning inside. Because the only thing you had for a gal 
bigger than a two is a toga? Dude, though, when I look back at my college photos, I would just wear togas to all the parties because it fit. You know what I mean? Now, listen, a toga is very versatile, but I have a lot of photos. Like if they, if it didn't matter what the swap was, you know, swap or a mixer, a social, whatever you call it, in your sororities when you have a themed party, even if the, the theme was, you know, I don't know, you know, country Western and everybody dressed up like Dolly Parton, I'd show up in a toga just because it was loose, airy, breathable, and soft. You know, if you're wasted after a, a swap and you just need a soft place to land, you already, you know, you can sleep outside of the courthouse because you're already there. But that's the shit that they pull for big girl brides. Surely there's got to be some sort of new bridal shop that's running it where they're like, we'll give you more than 35 minutes and we don't have chip clips. Oh, and we have a full assortment of sizes. So you can actually try on the dress in your size and feel like a normal fucking human. They're like, we got this tint from Cirque du Soleil. Imagine, we know that it's blue and yellow striped right now. And (laughs) we just want you to imagine what your wedding dress would look like. You're like, I might as well just run in front of a bus. So I feel you, girl. Big girl brides, they don't like to fuck with us. But guess what? We're the ones spending the money. Because a thin bitch can go on anthropology.com and just order something. A thin bride can just say, yeah, oh no, I just went on like J. Crew and got a size two and it like fit. <laughs> it just like fit. Oh, did it just like fit? Good for you, Kelsey. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch of stuff online and it just like fit. That is the fucking phrase that these thin women say. It just like fit. <laughs> Good for you. And you're just like not fun. And then they always say, God, Heather is such a bitch. Maybe she liked herself more. And then I'm like, I fucking love myself, Kelsey. It's just the rest of us see through your bullshit. You know, and that's (laughs) how those relationships go. No, I don't hate naturally thin people. I joke about it, but no, I love them. Because my sister and my mom are naturally tiny people. You know, but my sister, I go on Zara.com. I order shit for her all the time. Because it's like dressing a doll. It's so fun. She hates it. She's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, shut up and let me dress you. You know what I mean? Let me paint you like one of my French girls. But yeah, big girl brides, they don't like, they, they, you know, they're against us. They're not for us, but we're going to change it. It's a billion dollar business idea right there. I don't know if billion, but I definitely think there's some zeros behind it. But that's why if you just shop with waters, everything will fit. They're amazing. And I love them. And I'm so glad you became a waters bride. Because they made me feel like a million trillion bucks. Because you should feel like that. These other places are bringing out a Cirque du Soleil tent and some chip clips. Get the fuck out of here. Absolute asinine. So if you're a big girl bride out there, get it custom or get it from Waters. That's on God. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. So my absolutely not is the fact that I'm going to lose my teeth probably on my top. My top row of teeth are going to be gone soon. I'm going to have some major dental stuff done. Very upsetting to me because I'm in my early 30s. You know, really hard time talking to my therapist, trying to get through this. And I'm in a wedding in September. I'm obviously trying to frantically figure out at least something so I can smile and feel comfortable in this wedding. 
probably going to drop about seven grand before the wedding to have just teeth. My supposedly best friend is pretty much dogging me. Girlfriend, my heart goes out to you. This is a definite absolutely not. And that's to losing your damn teeth. Okay? And you don't really appreciate your teeth until you don't have them. You know what I'm saying? You take them for granted. You fall asleep. You forget to brush. Who really is fucking flossing? No one. And then they're like, they've got to go? And you're like, <laughs> hold up. I need them though. Now, absolutely not to your friend fucking giving you a hard time. Like you're doing the best you can. You're clearly a responsible adult. I don't know if you have some, you know, maybe there's a gum issue there. But in order to lose your teeth, there's got to be a, a pretty heavy medical lift there. Now, I will tell you, thank God you're losing your tooth in 2022. I am trying to give you a little ray of positivity. We've got all sorts of things that we can do. We can do the veneers. You know, the dentures have come a long way. Call a couple pageant girls. Remember the flippers? Remember toddlers and tiaras, which when you actually think about that show, it was pretty fucked up. Do you remember the flippers? Dude, you pop those bad boys in. People think you spent like $100,000 on veneers. I want you to give yourself some grace. That's a heavy thing to lose teeth. But I also want you to tell your friend who's giving you shit about your teeth, say, I'm surviving. Jen, let me fucking live, bitch. Let me live. Let me fucking live and figure this out. Fuck, no teeth. That's hard. That's a hard one. But I, again, I think you can go, look, dude, go on Alibaba. I always see this on TikTok where people get these like faux veneers. Go on Alibaba right now or AliExpress, whatever the Asian equivalent of Amazon is. Dude, you get a fresh set, probably 12 bucks and, a, you know, they'll overnight that shit and it'll look better than the teeth you originally had. You know what I'm saying? Y'all remember when you got braces in, in elementary and you had the rubber bands and everyone was walking around with their rubber bands. And I would always yawn in math class and my rubber bands would pop. One time it hit this kid on the back of the neck named Kenny. He was like, that's sick, Heather. Your rubber band just popped on the back of my neck. And I was like, sorry, Kenny, I'm dyslexic with numbers and this class is really fucking boring to me. Speaking of flippers too, my friend Claire, shout out to Claire Kelly. My friend Claire sent me a, a photo the other day of Honey Boo Boo. Y'all remember Honey Boo Boo. You know, she dabbled. She had her own show, which was a spinoff of Toddlers and Tierra. Her mama's Mama June. They're actually from outside Macon, Georgia. My friend Claire's from Macon. She sent me a photo the other day. And the reason flippers made me think of it is Honey Boo Boo used to pop in some flippers for her Toddlers and Tierra moment. So my friend Claire went to a meet and greet with Honey Boo Boo. And she sent me the photo. I have the photo evidence. Honey Boo Boo was too tired to do the meet and greet. So Mama June placed her in a little, like a red wagon with a couple blankets around her, almost like the manger of baby Jesus. And there was just caution tape. So Claire sends me this photo and Claire is standing behind the caution tape, kind of hovering above Honey Boo Boo, who's laying in a red wagon, wrapped up in a couple blankets, just laying down, taking photos for her meet and greet. 
And Mama June is just standing behind Claire. So I start doing a little research down the Alana. Alana's the name of the child. Honey Boo Boo. Dude, she's doing, did a fucking meet and greet that I missed two days ago at a Boston market in Marietta, Georgia. And I am so angry. I miss this meet and greet. A, to hang out at a Boston market is nostalgic as fuck. To check in on Alana, see how she's doing. How is Honey Boo Boo doing? I don't know. I wanted to go to the meet and greet. And I was thinking about it. From now on on tour, like I really give y'all a lot on stage. I'm very selfless. I'm always doing the fucking most. But when I tell you my next meet and greet is going to be me behind caution tape in a red wagon wrapped up in a cocoon full of soft, sensible blankets. And I'm going to have Chris hand feed me chips while Tina collects the gifts you bring me. That's how I'm rolling. Mama's tired. You bet your ass I'm going to literally be laying in a red wagon. When I saw this photo, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. So, Alana, if you ever hear this, sweetie, I hope the next meet and greet you do, you're also in the red wagon. I mean, talk about like big dick energy. Just being like, I'm not even standing up for this photo. I'm laying in a red wagon. <laughs> oh, you want to take a photo with me? I'm taking a nap. Thanks, doggy. I don't know why I went on a tangent from your teeth to that, but I want you to know, here's the point of this. Honey Boo Boo figured out the system. She worked the system. And you may be getting extensive, intense dental surgery, but you're going to figure out how to come out on the other side better than ever. The new teeth you're going to get, though, it will be expensive. We could definitely start a GoFundMe for the new teeth, but that new smile dough is going to be better than the old one. So while you are nervous about probably the physical pain, the surgery, the, you know, all of that, that new smile, though, that's going to be a Boston Market smile. That's not a KFC smile. Baby, that's Boston Market. Meat and three. You're getting that roast chicken, macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes, and the broccoli casserole. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you know. You tell this bitch whose wedding you're in, you say, listen, bitch, let me deal with my teeth and my time. Shut the fuck up. I'm in it for the long haul. But also go on Alibaba right now and order some flippers. You're going to be good. You're going to be Gucci. Don't stress. Stress, but don't. If Alana can do it, bitch, so can you. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather, Lauren from Oklahoma. A uh, funny story. Just got home from a concert with some girlfriends and uh, we live in Oklahoma. We drove to Texas for a Pat Green concert and it just brought all the like college core memories back up for us. So long story short, we're listening to the opening band and we're like, oh shit, we know this band. Why do we know him? His face, I see him, his his voice, we know him. Turns out he was a guy who used to sing at a very small bar in Norman, Oklahoma at OU. And so we're just like giggling, we're laughing. We go see him after the show. It's funny. It's very full circle. And we just got home and I um, was a smart, mature woman 
and ordered pizza for my kids and my sitter and I ordered extra so I would have something to eat. So absolutely yes to reliving your college dreams as an adult and absolutely yes to ordering extra fucking pizza um, for you to eat when you get home. Love you, Heather. Bye-bye. Absolutely yes to this voicemail. I love everything about it. Also, I love that you went to a Pat Green concert. She came upon me with a wave. You're the reason I'm still here. I believe that's one of his songs. It's such a Southern thing, too. Pat Green came to, like, every single college town and, and played. And I just think, listen, it's a beautiful thing to reminisce about your youth. You know, I think we all get so tied up in our bullshit, the day-to-day bullshit, but remembering those core memories... You got to sometimes get youthful. You got to sometimes think about the good old days and nurture the relationships that you had. I am so grateful that I'm still very close with my college friends. You know, I got the best core group of girlfriends, but there's nothing better. There's nothing better than going back to the old college town, drinking a fucking Mick Ultra. Coors Light and just throwing them back, maybe smoking a cig and listening to an old yacht rock band. You know what I mean? An 80s cover band. And you're just like, take me home tonight. And you're just like weeping because you remember all the dudes you hooked up with and how much fun that was. But you are, you know, you are able to drive home. Maybe you had a DD. I'm hoping you had a DD. And you're just sitting in the car with your girls or your gays and you're just like, Dude, we used to get fucked up. Remember when you hooked up with that man with one leg to Pat Green? That's why we went to the concert. Just all these great memories flood back. Tina and I were sitting at the library sports bar in Oxford this past weekend. Just giggling. I'll tell you this, though. We became friends with the bartender, Joey. And he was giving us a lowdown, though, on what the new kids do. Now, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. If you don't know the sports bar, the library sports bar, best bar in Oxford, okay? There's three parts. There's the sports bar, the boom, boom room in the middle, and then the patio. On a game day weekend, they could charge up to like $50 for cover. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Well, I actually finally peaked, peaked. I'm done. There's no nothing else to live for anymore, except I do have a new lease on life because I did you know, I'm a skin a car accident. But what I'm trying to say is I got, I finally got a VIP lifetime card. That means no matter what game day weekend it is, I get to skip the line. I'm not charge cover. I'm in, I'm in, I'm dialed in, I'm locked and loaded. They're saving me two spots at the bar and I'm not moving my ass cheeks here all fucking day. So the thing was in college, we would go up to this bar at four o'clock, four or five. We'd sit up there. They'd start giving out wristbands around seven, six thirty-seven. We'd stay, have six vodka crayons, wait till they started passing out wristbands, get our wristband for the night so that we wouldn't then have to A, pay $20 cover or B, wait in line. We would do this every fucking Thursday and Friday. And sometimes they would just give you a lifetime card. Well, they started DMing me and they were like, Heather, we have a lifetime VIP card for you. Please, next time you're in Oxford, come get it. And I'm like, this is perfect. I just bought a house here. Like, yeah, I'm going to get my card. So the manager is who I had been DMing with. I thought this was going to be like a 25-year-old girl coming around the corner. She runs the social media. It's like a middle-aged man. And he's like, yo, I'm the one you've been DMing. I'm like, did not see that coming. He's like, did you think I was like a young, 
cool, like 25 year old girl. I was like 100% had no idea that I had been DMing for the last like two years with a 40 year old man. You know what I'm saying? Also says a lot about you, sir. But I told him, I said, I said, sir, I need you to know that I have waited for a moment like this. Some people wait a lifetime. I mean, one tear was slowly rolling down my cheek as they handed me the card with my name engraved that said, Lifetime VIP. I mean, I've waited for this moment. In college, I would sit at this bar till my ass went numb, waiting on that wristband. And now, baby, I've made it. I'm in for free. I skip the line. I tell everybody to suck my dick. Dude, the drinks were still fresh. The draft was crisp. It was also still like $4 for a Grey Goose and soda. Also, there was a girl college-aged down the end of the bar for me that ordered a Dirty Shirley. And I said, I did that. I influenced that. We'll say the kids are drinking sweet drinks. I heard about four girls order whiskey sours. And I'm like, I know. It was like vodka Sprite, vodka Cran, vodka Red Bull. I'm not asking a bartender to like mix up an egg white. You know what I mean? Maybe now, now at a classic cocktail bar, I'm going to go for a real Hemingway daiquiri, which has the egg white or a Pisco sour, but that's at a fine dining establishment. I'm at the sports bar. It's ice cold beer in a can or a bottle or draft or a vodka soda. So I start talking to Joey, the bartender, and he said, you know, post-pandemic, these, these college kids are doing more house parties. He says, we don't get lit to like 10 to 1. I'm like, when we were in college, school got out. You got wrapped with your classes to say 4 for the day. I was at the bar at 4.30. You know, and my sweat's just sitting there having a couple cold ones talking to my gal pals. Maybe smoking some cigs with my buddy Jack. Real friend, he was at my wedding. Shout out to Jack Hicks. We just smoke some cigs, drink some beers, figure out our future. But nowadays, these kids are A, in shape, B, I guess, throwing down at their condos that their parents bought them. Joey's like, these kids don't come out to the bar until late, and then they only crush it for two hours, and then they're gone. I'm like, I was a bar fly. They used to say, Heather. You're getting your mail sent here. What's going on? And I'm like, I'm here more often than I am my P.O. box in the student union. They're like, you're here for an education. And I look, I used to look at that old bartender, Russ, and I'd say, Russ, you and I both know that what we did last night was a learning experience. Russ, everybody knew Russ. Russ, you and I both know. You taught me, I taught you a little bit about the world. Now, am I going to get a VIP library card? And he goes, no, Heather, you don't sleep with me to get your VIP card. And I go, I thought that's how this worked. I don't know if you know this, Russ, but sex working is the oldest form of work currency in the world. So you're telling me I blew you for nothing? God damn it. Can I get a wristband right now? And he's like, not till 6 p.m. I'm like, all right, I'll sit here for another seven and a half hours. These kids are soft. They're drinking sweet drinks 
working out and only going to the bar for two hours. But I want you to know that your voicemail, ma'am, it put a life behind my eyes because that's what I did. Going back, you know, and some people might be like, let the dream go. But no, going back as an adult, A, when you have money and B, you can like do it right. I love that I have a little, little nest egg in Mississippi. I love that Oxford's this great little town that's filled with art, culture, music, famous authors, cool kids, good times. And you know what? There's a lot. I'm going to tell you this right now. Oxford, especially as a college town, very liberal and progressive. It's a vibe. And people can shit on the South and say what they want, but it was all walks of life hanging out together at the bar. And I said, this is fucking cool. And this is why I like Oxford. It's kind of like Austin, like keep Austin weird. Oxford's like, no bullshit. We're all together. Let's have a fucking good time. And that's what I'm into. I'm into people being themselves and sitting at that fucking sports bar at 4 p.m. ripping cigs, figuring out the future. You know where you're going to find the next president of the United States? At the Ole Miss bar. Shout out to this young Gentleman, Kyle Gordon, he was fabulous, beautiful man. He was bringing me amazing, fabulous energy. And he said, honey, he kept going, Heather, yes, Heather girl is here. And he goes, bitch, that outfit right now, you slayed. He said, you ate him up. Kyle, I want you to know if you hear this, you made my day. Kyle literally turned to me and he goes, Heather girl, you ate it. Those bitches were having brunch while you had an appetizer lunch, a third meal, dinner, dessert, and a fourth meal, bitch. You ate them. And Kyle's hanging out with all these frat daddies and these guys are like, hell yeah, Heather, that outfit's on point. Dude, I'm not even fucking making this up. Fabulous Kyle is screaming, you ate that, bitch. Your dress is fucking fire. You ate that. He's like twirling me around, taking photos with me. These frat daddies are like, fuck yeah, Heather, we love you. And I'm like, guys, I just got a lifetime library card. And they're like, yeah. And the whole bar is cheering. And I'm like, we're in this together. Fuck yeah. And you know what I love? The icing on the cake. You know what you did? You ordered enough pizza for your sitter, your children, and yourself. And that's how you can do a college town as an adult right. You think ahead. I know I need hydration. I'll need two Advil on my bedside table. And I might need an Adderall in the morning, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a deep dish when I get home. Maybe cheese in the crust to really soak up the alcohol. So tomorrow I can be a great mother. I'm going to tell you this right now. You're going to find the next president of the United States, probably a libertarian candidate, sitting at the edge of that sports bar, ripping cigs, drinking a Mick Ultra, and it may be me. McMahon can and she will. Why? Because that's what we need. God is good. I want you to know if you're going through something right now, Look on the bright side, okay? I almost fishtailed across America, flipped my car, but we're here today. We're standing. We're healthy. We're well. I am exhausted. Do think I have a low thyroid and B12 deficient, but we're going to work on it. Life is short. Think about the memories that you've had. Call an old friend from college. Call an old friend from high school. Check in with them. Life is short. Treasure those memories. Rip that cig and have that Mick Ultra because you know what? Tomorrow's not promised. Buy the expensive furniture and live, laugh, love. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for calling into the hotline. And as always, you can call in 800-213-7503. I'll see you next week on the Absolutely Not line. Arrivederci. Ciao, baby. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.